0: Right, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Pastor Eli James here, along with Michael Swede, and another episode of Bloodlines. We're going to be continuing our series on uh, William Cameron's *The Covenant People*, an outstanding book, probably the most important introductory book to the Christian identity message ever published. And of course, uh, William Cameron was the editor for Henry Ford at his Dearborn Independent. Okay, how how are you doing, Michael?
1: I'm doing very good here in a very sunny and warm Sweden. I don't know, do you also also experience a kind of heat wave in America, or how is it over over the pond?
0: Well, it's uh, on the West Coast, yeah, but uh, not so much in the rest of the country. Uh, Chicago this summer has been actually cool and rainy. OK, which is what was, we were experiencing in Philadelphia last Sunday at Freedom Palooza. And uh, uh, but uh, it's, it's really obvious to me that global warming is a myth because it, this is one of the coolest summers we've ever had in Chicago in a really long time. And uh, globally, there is actually a cold wave going on with Australia having some of its coldest weather, coldest uh, summer weather in a long, long time. And uh, same true for uh, Europe as far as I understand. But uh, you know, the, the uh, we we know that global warming is a myth, and they're still pushing that. So is COVID. <laughs> we're in, living in the midst of one myth after another, one big lie after another, and we're here to straighten everything out, aren't we, Michael?
1: Yeah, exactly. They probably yeah. will tell here. Oh, in Sweden it's global warming, but in America it's uh, climate yeah, change. Earth. That's
0: right. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's so stupid. It's So yeah, climate yeah. changing all the time. So come on, it's not we yeah. can, and, and we as as human, we can't affect the climate. More, more maybe it is because of all the radiation that is produced from all the uh, what do you say, all the telephone masts and everything and five G that maybe makes the
0: earth yeah. warmer. But still, that'll goodness. heat you up. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, Al Gore predicted the end of the world uh, when he wrote that book in the early 1980s. And uh, we're still here. (laughs) right? Forty years later, we're still here and no real evidence of global warming. Uh, The uh, what do you call it? The uh, city of Venice. Although it, uh, city, city, the Venice, city of Venice may actually be sinking, <laughs> not the water level rising, right? So in Florida, the Florida Keys are still there. So they haven't been flooded over. So you know, all of this uh, doom and gloom, you know, and people accuse us of being doom and gloomers. Al Gore and the uh, global warming crowd, they're the real doom and gloomers. And nothing of the kind of what they have ever predicted has ever come to pass. Nothing, Michael, absolutely nothing.
1: They're false prophets—they are—they um, are their fathers that lie all all the time.
0: Yes. Yeah. And they're the uh, they're the real doom and gloomers and uh, people. Uh, it's a religion. Global warming is a religion. Put it that way. Uh, you don't have to have any facts to believe in a religion. You just believe. All right. Okay. So a real, real quick wrap up of um, uh, Prudential which was uh, last weekend, Fourth of July, Independence Day. In just north of Philadelphia, uh, Paul Tapetti and Pokerface uh, have been putting this on for many years, I think up to 10 years now, although they didn't have it last year because of the lockdown. But uh, featured speakers uh, Mark Kornke, um, a militia leader from Michigan, Cindy Steele, the wife of. Uh, uh, Edgar Steele, who was murdered in prison and railroaded into jail because he defended uh, Christian, the Christian Identity Group under Pastor Butler, uh, Aryan Nations. Jim Condit, who's been a, uh, a potential uh, r- uh, candidate for Congress uh, uh, from Cincinnati, uh, he's been running ads because he is a, a candidate. He's been running ads exposing the Jews as the uh, real perpetrators of all the evil in America. And uh, because he's a candidate, uh, the media has to run his ads. Although even though uh, he is a candidate, uh, the the local media has taken his ad off because it exposes the Jews, which is a violation of the contract. Anyway, and then we have Pete Heraclès of American Free Press. And a bunch of others. So all of these people uh, were, were uh, on stage, including myself. And uh, you know the big subject was uh, COVID and the lockdown and how it has impacted our society. And uh, everybody there in agreement. We should not take the jab. The jab is evil, and we need to fight back. And we we better be prepared to fight back literally. Okay, so. Pretty much uh, everybody there was in agreement with what we've been preaching here at Eurofolk Folk Radio about COVID and the lockdown. So that's good. That, that's good. Well, and, but incidentally, I, um, uh, I stayed in Valley Forge. The first time I was ever in Valley Forge, soaked, soaked up the flavor of uh, you know, the, the place where Washington uh, camped out and uh, then attacked the British and, and won a major victory after Valley Forge, okay? So uh, really uh, I haven't been to Valley Forge ever before, so it was great to be part of that. So, uh the the entire experience was a good one. Uh we had a lot of rain, it was cold. It was cool. Uh, people actually had to put their sweaters on <laughs> while uh, while sitting in the audience, and that's how cold it was. So, uh, global warming, fire. It's a lie, all right? Okay, yeah, so yeah. Yeah they
1: co- and then just some question for me that couldn't participate because I'm here in Sweden so uh, is there any recordings anything that should able to uh, to listen to your talk and the others talk is there anything available
0: Yeah Vinny the video guy <laughs> he was the uh, videographer <laughs> he used to call himself the video guy but then when he heard me speak about goy how the jews call us goy <laughs> he changed his I think he even put it on his business card now. Vinny the Video Goy uh, recorded the whole event, and he actually gave a talk as well. He talked about his experience with Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes actually came by his gas station one day. By this time, it was the end of Howard Hughes' life and career as a multimillionaire. He turned out to be a, a serious cocaine addict. And uh, it was uh, mentally unfit to do anything. And somehow he escaped from his limousine (laughs) and and walked into the gas station where uh, Vinny was uh, working behind the counter. And so uh, that'll be on the uh, video as well. So, yeah, as soon as Vinny is done uh, processing uh, the recordings, uh, he'll send them to me and I'll put them up on Eurofolk. Okay, that shouldn't take too long. All right, so uh, I had a tremendous amount of fun there, met, met a lot of new people, and uh, you know I've never met before in, in the movement, and that's always good. So uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, Paul Tepetti expects to do it uh, again next year, barring any more lockdowns, because it could get worse. And, oh, uh, one more thing um, about my experience in general was that there were no mask requirements anywhere because the uh biden uh policy is to uh, uh, if you get the jab, you don't need to wear a mask. other people are supposed to wear a mask, but they don't ask you if you had gotten the jab or not it's the called so called honor system you know, so I haven't been wearing a mask uh yeah, you know, the last time I wore a mask was probably in spring when I had to buy something at Menards because they won't let you in the store. At that time, they weren't letting you in the store unless you had a mask on. But I pulled it down below my nose and nobody said anything. So uh, because uh, obviously when it's, your nose is covered, you're rebreathing your own exhaust and that's very unhealthy. So We'll see how long this lasts, whether or not there's a new policy to make. And, and the country was basically uh, full swing. The economy is full swing, except for those businesses that went bankrupt during the lockdown, right? The, the surviving businesses are are doing well. The, the pizza joints in Chicago are doing well. And all those restaurants that managed to survive the lockdown are coming back and uh you know s- uh, serving people uh, as usual without masks, so that's the good news folks. We'll see how long this lasts over to you, Michael
1: yes and i've been also reading that this uh, Klaus Schwab has also been speaking about um uh, what do you say more a cyber attack phenomenon so they have been uh, and I don't know that because it has happened in in Sweden that um, one of the major supermarket stores experienced one of those uh, one of those um, yeah cyber attacks and they couldn't make any businesses for uh, for, for uh, I don't know maybe five days something like that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So they have been doing this kind of wasn't that also the what to say the, what to say that they blame it on hackers when when the major right. pipeline in America went down.
0: Right. Well, again, uh, this is uh, the same old, same old. It's a false flag. The so-called uh, the, the threat of cyber attacks against the global economic system, you know, which is Klaus Schwab's latest gambit. That's all fake. There there's, is no such thing. They control the global Internet, and they'll, what they'll do is they'll hire somebody to be a hacker, claim that the, the world economy and the world uh, net, the so-called Internet of Things, is under attack, and then we they have to lock us down even harder, right, than we are already. That, that's the next gambit. That's the next move they're going to make. The question is when and how bad will it be, okay? Yeah, but I, yeah, I think if we're ready for it, because uh, the, the internet's not going down unless there's a major, uh, major uh, solar flare <laughs> from the sun, or if the Rothschilds decide to bring it down. But even that uh, is li- unlikely because they need the internet for their Bitcoin, for their global commerce. Uh, I mean, everything now is dependent on the internet. Okay, so they're not going to deliberate, but they can. Uh, kill certain portions of it, you know, through censorship, etc. okay? So so be ready for that, you know, change. Climate change for climate lockdowns, yes. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah. still, they're still pushing that uh, global warming stuff. You know, that'll be the next excuse, you know, besides the uh, – uh, hyper uh, hyper <laughs> hyper economy cyber attack, which is just another phony way of saying, oh, we're, we're under threat. More fear, more fear porn. <laughs> yeah. that's
1: the only thing they can produce. Fear porn. Yeah, that's yeah. the only thing produced all the time to keep people afraid.
0: Yeah, that's right.
1: That doesn't exist.
0: Right. Yes. Okay. So let's get into uh, William Cameron. And the, the story of the uh, covenant people, we left off somewhere in part one. It's only like four parts or chapters to this book, uh, but it's, it's very well done. It, it summarizes the situation very well. And uh, let me just, uh, we'll start on page seven. And by way of introduction, I will just read the paragraph above the next heading, which is entitled, A Distinct People, A Divine Vehicle. And I'll share the link with people in the chat room so they can follow along. But first, let me read here. Abraham had many sons, but the racial line was to descend through only one of them, named Isaac. Quote, In Isaac shall thy seed be called, unquote, Genesis 21:12. From Isaac, it would pass to Jacob and then to Jacob's sons. These were not Jews, but Hebrews, which means an immigrant or outlander, or actually it means to cross, to cross over rivers and stuff, to cross over territories. For Abraham had been an emigrant from Ur of the Chaldees, Genesis 14, 13. Thenceforth, they were also called Israelites after Jacob, whose name was changed to Israel, Genesis 32, Through 28. So, this is standard identity teaching here, folks. And so, this was written uh, somewhere in the 1940s, but uh, William Cameron had this understanding for a long time before that, at least 20 years before that, while he was editor of the Durban Independent under uh, Henry Ford. Okay, so uh, pick it up from uh, a distinct people, a divine vehicle, please, Michael.
1: Yes. So this is on on the bottom of page um, seven Um, in Egypt, uh, whether these Hebrew families had gone because of famine, they became a great nation led out by Moses to the land that had been promised them. They organized their government according to the divine pattern given to them at Mount Sinai along the way. And establish an economic system that became the envy of surrounding nations. Yes. So by in this way, a bit later than yes, that the prophecies that that um, the Israel will have the the territories from the from the the rivers. Now that it, that the fake Israeli trying to try to claim. Right. They, they try to enforce this prophecy and say that this is theirs, but it's not because it's all been fulfilled after the Exodus. Yes. Still, they grew in numbers and prestige, and their destiny expanded until, in King David's time, the prophet Nathan announced that one more move awaited them. They were to be planted in another land, which was to become their own land, nay, their own, a land they did not know, and there they would be established to be removed no more and that is from 2 Samuel 7:10 and this is the prophecy regarding to when we are uh, when we are migrated to Europe and later America.
0: Yes, yeah, and it has to be somewhere else besides Palestine because King David was in Palestine at the time, right? So, uh the idea that the Israelites would come back to Palestine and settle there again and uh, have their base there is completely false. That's Jewish teaching. It's not biblical teaching. Back to you.
1: Yes. It's also, if you look at that, that place today, it's way too small for us. We That's
0: right. Them. Yeah, it's actually too small for Jewry even <laughs> because they're not leaving New York, L.A., Chicago, London, Paris, etc. They're staying put because they need to be in those places to control, those, pull the strings in those societies, right? So they're not migrating back to Israel. Very, very In fact, uh, I'd say uh, a very, very small percentage of the world's Jews actually live in Palestine. Very small. Back to you. Yeah, and I guess they don't want to live there
1: because that's they, right.
0: They, they, they've actually life. they've actually had an outflow, people emigrating away from the place because it's so tough to live there.
1: Yeah, <laughs> okay. but, yeah it's just again the sherry. Yeah. Just, yeah. Um, their propaganda tried to say that they should yeah. inhabit in- Pl- that
0: nation. Yeah. Plus parasites need to have a host to feed off of. <laughs> <laughs> and the parasites can't can't live together very long they have to have a host to feed off of and but their new president uh or prime minister whatever they call him he's a radical lubavitcher very radical lubavitcher and he wants to build another temple Not the third temple, because the Bible does not predict any such thing. Again, this is Jewish teaching, not biblical teaching. And they've already burrowed under the dome of the mosque and started having services under there. And boy, if that dome of the mosque collapses, they'll say, oh, it's just an accident. But they want to uh, establish another temple where they can start practicing animal sacrifice again, folks. They want to start practicing animal sacrifice, but our scriptures tell us very plainly that we are the temple and there, is, there will be no need for another physical temple. Back to you.
1: Yes, and if that happened, I guess you have a lot of Arabs around, around Israel that will be pretty pissed when that no. happens.
0: <laughs> They sure will be, and I think they're going to bring out their machetes, <laughs> right, and start hacking Jews to pieces. We can Well, this is the risk. They're willing to take this risk, uh, you know, the, the, these rabidly uh, zealous Zionist Jews. They're willing to take this risk because they can't help themselves.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they maybe have their they believe that their, their their word watchdog America will come to help them.
0: Yeah, yeah, but, them. but our okay. army is scattered all over the world, so uh, you know we wouldn't be able to go back there fast enough to protect the Jews. <laughs> all right, so we'll see how all this works out, but that's yes. their plan.
1: Yes, let's continue. Uh, they became a peculiar people in the earth, separated from the nations by reason of their religion, their social code, and their economic system. They were a distinct people with a distinct mission in history. Though uh, them, the imperishable literature we call the Bible, was preserved and perpetrated.
0: Yeah, through, were, them. Uh, through them. Yeah, G.R.J., yeah. Through them, the imperishable literature we call the Bible was preserved and perpetuated. Thank you.
1: They were the vehicle by which the world was given the concept of one living God. There can be no doubt that the idea of a chosen people is a a basic biblical idea. The Bible declares, when the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance when he separated the sons of Adam he set the bonds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel for the Lord's portion in his people Jacob is a lot uh, or measuring rod of his inheritance end quote and that is from Deuteronomy 32 8 until 9
0: now, the, all the people in Genesis chapter 10, uh, which is, this is a reference to, were Adamites, okay? The Hamites, Shemites, and Japhethites spread from uh, Babylon, and probably even before Babylon, to uh, parts north. Uh, the Shemites, uh, the Japhethites went north, the Shemites stayed in the uh, uh, Mesopotamia area, and the Hamites primarily went south-west, Toward Northern Africa, so these people were all uh, Adamites. They were all Noahites, and they were all white. Okay, this is contrary to what the Jews teach, who say that uh, uh, Shem was white, uh, Japheth was Oriental, and Ham was black. Okay, somehow they, they believe that there is an instant evolution <laughs> from uh, the womb of Naamah, Noah's wife. No, no such thing ever happened. But this is what uh, a lot of Judeo-Christians believe because the rabbis teach it, all right? And so th- this verse is telling us that uh, it is the Israelites who will declare the boundaries of the nations in the future. And that's exactly what we have done. We have determined the boundaries of the European nations. In fact, our colonial enterprises determined the boundaries of African nations, even uh, Oriental nations, South American nations, America, you name it. It's our migrations, uh, our explorations around the world, which have set these boundaries. Back to you.
1: Yes, and that's only fulfilled in our people. I cannot imagine the Jews are there anything like that.
0: No, they're, they're, they're not explorers. <laughs> they're followers. They eat our dust. Oh, yeah. And we have uh, produce a lot of
1: dust for them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so here, Moses declared, quote, The Lord thy God hath chosen thee to be a special people unto himself, above all people that are upon the face of the earth, end quote. And that's from Deuteronomy 7, 6. And that is very exclusive, I would say.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Above all people that are upon the face of the earth, right? Everybody else. We're above everybody else. No doubt about it.
1: Yeah, he has, he has only known us.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you hear that all, all through the scripture in the Psalms and in the books of the prophets, quote, Israel, my chosen, end quote, and uh, quote, Israel, mine elect end quote and also quote you only have i known of all the families of the earth end quote and this is from isaiah 44 1 isaiah 45 4 and amoth 3 2. of these promises mary the mother of jesus sang in the magnificent and this is from luke 1 46 until 55 uh, no, it's just uh, that's a reference. Uh, right. Our Lord Himself spoke of the uh, quote, "Lost Sheep of the House of Israel," end quote, and this is Matthew ten six. The Apostle Paul and Peter discuss these matters in full. They simply cannot be disregarded by anyone who reads the Bible with a sincere determination to understand it.
0: Right, which is not true of the Judeo Christians and the uh, dispensationalists who falsely believe that the Jews are Israel, and that the Jews in rejecting uh, Christ, uh, somehow the the Gentiles now become the chosen people. (laughs) Okay, Uh, no such thing ever happened. All right, but this is what he's referring to, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, of course,
1: many people still have their own ideas about this, and um, then create some difficulty. For when people get their own idea about things, it always leads to confusion. A man will r- r- raise and demand quote by what right does God shows one race or people above another end quote I like and that and that question I mean this was when when Cameron wrote this book I mean this was kind of it wasn't it wasn't um, our age we're experiencing now when this is very. I mean, Mm -hmm. even more more upsetting for people to hear that now, but then...
0: Right. Uh, It it wasn't that upsetting when he wrote it, because there were, especially here in America, and even in Britain, there were a lot of identity-style groups all over the place who uh, held meetings, teaching that uh, the Caucasian people are the true Israelites and the Jews are imposters. That uh, that was true until the end of World War II, when uh, the pro- anti-Nazi propaganda overwhelmed the uh, Christian identity groups in America and, and even in Britain. And uh, there were a lot of fascists in Britain as well who supported Germany during World War II. But that, that whole episode and then the, the propaganda about the Holy after World War II uh, caused these groups to either disband or just to become, you know, operate in the background.
1: Yeah, that was their big, that they. yeah. Mm-hmm. I like uh, that uh, form of the question. It is much better than asking by what right God... Uh, degrades one people beneath another, although that is implied in this quote, God's grading is always upward. If he raises up a nation, it is that other nations may be raised up th- through its ministry. If he exalts a great man, an apostle of uh, liberty or science or faith, it is that he might raise a degree of people to a better condition. The divine selection is not a price, a compliment paid to the man or the race. It is a burden imposed to appoint a chosen people. is not a pandering to the racial vanity of, quote, superior people.
0: Well, that's how the Jews uh, uh, understand it, right? <laughs> they're, they're, Judaism is supremacism, plain and simple.
1: Yeah, they think yeah. they are so much. Than everybody else.
0: And they don't want to raise us up to any uh, level of improvement. They want to beat us down, okay, and make us slaves or kill us. Yeah, whatever
1: comes first. Yeah. It is a, a joke bound upon the necks of those who are chosen for a special um, service. Kipling knew this when he wrote, quote, Take up the white man's burden, end quote. Yeah, mostly it is a burden because, mm-hmm. yeah, the work we do, it's not like it's easy to do it. But we are, um, our works we are doing in science, in, in structure-wise, everywhere we're doing it is a, is a burden that we are lift up. Right. And so it's not like it's something positive. We, we do it so we can lift up others around us.
0: Yeah. And our, our special burden these days is to keep the faith. In the face of overwhelming opposition to the true faith, the covenant message of the Bible, uh, not only are the Jews our main adversaries, but the, uh, the Judeo-Christian churches, uh, what did Yahshua say? Uh, Your proselytes are twice the children of hell as yourselves. Okay? So these uh, dispensationalists who believe Jewish lies are just as bad, if not worse, than the Jews themselves.
1: Yes. Yes, it is. Now everybody is uh, – our many of our own brothers are much more in opposition to us than than even the right. Jews themselves.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, they use the, the uh, Judeo-Christians and white liberals as frontmen for their treasonous organizations making it very, very difficult for us to get the word out. But we persist, and we will continue to persist in this message until the second coming, folks. Or if we have the opportunity to destroy the Antichrist, we will do it.
1: Yes. So this selection of a nation by divine choice for a special purpose has always seemed um, so great, a thing that men have continually asked, why Quote. It is indeed a great thing, and many attempts have been made to explain it. Here, Moses challenging, quote, As now of the days that are past, which were before thee, since the day that God created man upon the earth, and asked from the one side of heaven unto the other, whether there has been any such things as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it? Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the fire, as thou hast heard and live? Or hath God um, essayed to go and take him, a nation, from the midst of other nations? By temptations, tests, and by signs, and by wonders, and by war. And by a mighty hand, and by a stretched, stretched out arm, end quote. and this is from Deuteronomy four thirty two until
0: thirty four. Okay, very good.
1: Great, hmm? Yes, so it was a great thing when this American nation was taken out of the midst of another great nation and made a separate constelling amongst the power of the world. The people asked Moses, why? And he answered neg- negatively. Uh, quote, the Lord did not set his love upon you, nor chose you, because ye were more in numbers than any any people. For ye were the fewest of all people, but because the Lord loved you, and because he would keep the oath which he had sworn unto your fathers, End quote. And that is Deuteronomy 7, 7-1. until And here is one of the many promises that Yahweh gave to us, that he has made a promise, and he will keep his promise. His promise will not be made in void. They cannot prove him wrong.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it's interesting that uh, there's no theologians who challenge the fact that the Israelites were thus chosen. But uh, they... They falsely believe that the the Jews were these Israelites, and then uh, the the New Testament theologians say, well, because the Jews did not fulfill the prophecies <laughs> of the of the Old Testament, their their way of getting around this is to create the dispensationalist rhetoric, by which now the Gentiles or non-Israelites of the world uh, are now uh, the subject of the covenants. Now that, that's absolutely ludicrous. It's, uh, There's nothing like that in Scripture. Uh, But but when you start with a big mistake, like equating the Jews with Israel, then uh, you have to make up some excuse to uh, explain it, okay? So that's what they do. And, of course, it's wrong because it violates the terms of the covenants, which are always with the same people, namely true Israelites. Back to you. But
1: don't the pastors themselves realize this when they do this? Or are they so brainwashed? It doesn't, they don't see through it. it doesn't have the, yeah. They have been so brainwashed since the beginning.
0: Many pastors of the various denominations do know it, but they can't teach it because they'll lose their bennies, their benefits, their retirement benefits, and uh, they will be kicked out of the congregation if they teach the truth. Yeah, and they lose their
1: private jets, their private mansions, and everything. Else. All right.
0: Yeah, yeah their jumbo jets. <laughs> right. Okay. Private jets, yeah. I should say. Also that. Mm-hmm. So
1: that answers. You see, explained the continuance of the choice in after generations. It is not the complete answer for today, since Israel is now not the smallest, but the greatest in number of all people. The answer for today will be, quote, the Lord hath made you great because of what he is going to make you do, end quote.
0: Mm-hmm. Now he, may, he wrote this somewhere in the uh, probably late 1930s, it was published first in the 1940s, but we know that since uh, World War One and World War Two destroyed fully one third of the white race that our numbers have been declining ever since. And because our promotion of uh, black Africans and Chinese and other peoples around the world, with our taxpayer money given to them by the Jews, uh, we are no longer the most populous race on the earth. We're rapidly approaching uh, minority status. Back to you.
1: Yes. Yes, we are. But we have the only living God on our side. So Amen. Amen. Um, the one surviving idea. This next chapter, then. Uh, the Apostle Paul in his epistle to the Romans also gives an answer to the question why. He said the chosen people still continued sh- chosen even in his time because quote the gifts and calling of God are not subject to change end quote. Yeah, amen to that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not we not changing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a covenant message right there. But nevertheless, the Judeo denominations do everything they can to change the covenants.
1: Yeah, they are absolute and unconditional. Amen. Let's see, and this is from Romans eleven twenty-nine.
0: Now, here's something strange: the uh, page, the page of, the page of uh, ten and eleven, are twice the size of uh, the pre- the previous and the following pages. So you have to navigate uh, with this. You can reduce the size of the page, but this is actually a nice size. It's easy to read. So uh, please continue with page 10.
1: Yes. Um, there were no ifs in this great racial choice. It was not said, quote, if you obey me, you shall be my people, end quote. It said it was said in effect quote, You are my people and you shall obey me. End quote. And in that shell, we may find a key to what we are going through today. Finally, the Apostle Paul referred the choice of the people back to the subunity of God and quote hath not the potter power over the clay. Of the same lump to make one vessel on the honor uh, of distinction and another unto dishonor uh, for ordinary use and this is from this end uh, quote this is from Romans nine twenty one yes uh, that yeah, is he has as
0: power as, and we we are the clay <laughs> right we are but he says but he, the, this quote was talking about Edomites. OK, one vessel unto honor being us Israelites and the dishonorable uh, p- uh, uh, pot is the Edomite Jews. Back to you. Yeah.
1: And then he used this in this brackets for ordinary use.
0: Right. Well, and actually, he, uh, uh, yeah, that's true what he says here. But the exact uh, the context of that quote is distinguishing Israelites from Edomites. OK.
1: Yes. That's yes. what is discussed in the Bible.
0: Yes. No okay.
1: It does, it's, a, it's a book of, of our genes. Amen. And the yeah. opposition, opposition one that is trying it,
0: to... Right. And this is proof that the Bible continues to distinguish between Israelites and the seed, you know, the seed of Adam and Eve versus the seed of Cain. It continues to make this distinction throughout Scripture to the very end. Okay, because only Israelites get to administer the kingdom when it comes. And uh, all other people will be under our dominion, just as declared in Genesis chapter 1, the last two or three verses of that book. Uh, Dominion is given to the seed of Adam. Oh yeah, besides, I forgot to mention, the quotations from the book of Deuteronomy, where it says he gave to man, the, the Hebrew word there is, Adam uh, number 121 Adam meaning those who show blood in the face you're not talking about all races we're only talking about one race the white race back to you
1: yes and that is also what some of our people are missing they they always want to know about the other ones why are they not but they're not part of this book they have to use on um, secular sources to get that information but it right. is not part of the Bible
0: yeah uh, it's a covenant message it's exclusive to one bloodline Okay, and uh, that's why the the book of Matthew and the book of Luke declare that bloodline in no uncertain terms. That's why it's there. Okay, it's not to be ignored. But the churches totally ignore it.
1: They are. Mm-hmm. So, that is as far as written words of explanation can go. The follow answer can only be found in the actual outworking in history uh, of the purpose, which was to be accomplished through the people so subunity chosen. By what right did God do this?
0: (laughs) Well, He's the creator, right? (laughs)
1: God,
0: right? It's my way or the highway.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. I do as I please. It's like again, the, the clay cannot argue with father.
0: Right. Yeah. If, if, the
1: right, so if the right people were chosen for a right, right purpose, it must settle any questions as to the um, prerogative um, to make the choice. Anyone has the right to do what is correct. And we certainly cannot deny this right to deity.
0: Right. Okay. So this brings into the question. You know, obviously, he gave the Ten Commandments through Moses, and uh, all the other laws and statutes uh, to guide our behavior. So, but the the, uh, the fact is that if we choose to abide by Yahweh's laws, Jesus said, "If you love me, keep the commandments." Then we will be found acceptable. But because we have free will, we can do the opposite, and at which point we will be unacceptable, and that includes white people who violate his laws. They will not enter the kingdom back to you.
1: Yeah, so everybody is not, and it is not this, what I say, this hippie, hippie Jesus that loves
0: everybody. Right. (laughs) Hippie (laughs) Christians, right? Yeah, right. (laughs) Cum cumbaia, mm, no, <laughs> yeah. You know, Jesus that's loves complete. everybody, including the devil, including I the think. devil's children. I
1: don't Would you do so. that? What <laughs> enemy? You don't love right. your enemy. You don't mm, love your enemy.
0: They don't love us. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. This covidius, this COVID. <laughs> covidius, right? <laughs> Thank you. <That's
1: laughs> awesome. So then. Suppose all these promises of God were illusions of Abraham's mind. Suppose they were um, delusions of uh, grandeur, a vain desire for distinction for his posterity. They would have died when Abraham died. Delusions die, with deluded men. Mm-hmm. Do not translate themselves into substantial and continual re- re- realities.
0: Okay, uh, yeah, I should interject here because, you know, a lot of people ask the question, well, why, if we are true Israel, why have we fallen into decline in the modern world? Okay, well, this was prophesied by Isaac when he refused to bless Esau. He, he uttered a prophecy. He told Esau, the day will come when you will have the dominion over your brother Jacob. Okay, And this is why the white race is in terrible decline today. And it wouldn't be if we were keeping Yahweh's laws, but it is a fulfillment of prophecy that Esau would reign over Israel in these latter days, and that happened when the Rothschild banking family established itself over the uh, Israelite nations of Europe and, of course, the rest of the world. Back to you.
1: This is also part of the of Paul's prophecy that we have to endure this great falling away. That's right. The second coming is that also this because we have a great falling away right now. It's, I mean, come yes. on, in Sweden, ninety five percent atheist.
0: Yes, atheists and and socialists, <laughs> right? Okay, very bad, very bad. And That's true of most of Europe, and even in America, you know, the uh, secularism. Is at at the moment, you know, beginning to threaten even the bad version of Christianity we have, namely Judeo Judeo Christianity and Christian Zionism, but that that's that's the fulfillment of Paul's prophecy. Uh, our people have fallen away from the true faith.
1: Yes, they have. So, if these promises had been the creation of a man's imagination, no matter how sincerely men may have believed them to be the Word of God, they would have uh, come to north. If there was not then and there selected and uh, pre- predestined, pre-destined uh, a servant to race, then that race has not ruled or served.
0: It, it appears so, that way in the modern world because we are under the dominion of Esau at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
1: So, it is not entirely a matter of faith. We can test it by history. Either it is valid as fact, or it is as individual, as a a pious dream.
0: Right, as invalid as a pious dream. So, it's one or the other. It's either true or false, (laughs) right? And we know it's true that we are his chosen people and we are destined to rule again. But at the moment we are under the, well, let's call it the curse of Isaac because that prophecy puts uh, the Edomites above us in the current political world and even religiously because our people have succumbed to Jewish uh, deceit religiously and politically.
1: Yes, they have. Of one fact, we may be perfectly certain, the idea of a chosen race did not vanish with the patriarchs. It outlived Abraham's time and his great-grandchildren's time. It reached down 400 years to Moses' time, another 450 years, and it was a living, dominant idea in King David's time, another 300 years. And we find it uh, swaying. The major prophets, Isaiah, Jeremiah, and Ezekiel, go on three hundred years, and his uh, regal sway was just. See, was just as great in the last book of the Old Testament as in the first. This great truth remained alive throughout the 400-year dark age between the Old Testament and the New, being distinctly present and potent in the Apocrypha.
0: Amen. Very well said. This guy knows what he's talking about,
1: <laughs> right?
0: The uh, major denominations all poo-poo the Apocrypha as being of no value.
1: Yeah, but that's, I guess that is also a way for the Edomite Jews to cover their tracks by getting rid of it. That's right. Uh, it appears in the Gospels, Epistles, and Apoc- Apoc- Apocalypse. Uh, it was living in the time of the Great Reformation, the common language of our pilgrim forefathers and um, it The prayer book of the Episcopal Church and the hymns of the Christendom use its uh, phraseology.
0: Yeah, uh, it's in it's all the hymn books, but... Our people, even though they're Christians and refer to the hymns talking about we are Israel, simply, you know, it's like the, um, the fact just glosses, it goes in one ear out the other, even though they're singing it, uh, it, it passes them by, all right? So that, that's why we're here. We need to uh, keep in- instructing our people that we are Israel, the Jews are imposters, get it. You need to get this. You need to understand this. This is the reality of Scripture, and until the average white person understands this, they will continue to be under the delusion of the perfidious Jew. Okay? Oh, yes. Th- that is the okay. major stumbling block that we have to we have overcome. And uh, one way or another, folks, we will overcome it. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and all their lies they are spewing out. COVID,
0: mm-hmm. whatever.
1: Find out, and then you believe it, and that show they have no faith. They are right. the fearful one, the right. one that won't come into the kingdom because they are fearful of ghosts.
0: Right, right, the ghost of COVID. Yep.
1: Yeah, whatever ghost they find out, or yeah. uh, mm-hmm. climate change, or whatever ghost they can find, or a boogeyman somewhere else, or right. UFO, whatever they find out.
0: Yeah, let's boogie. <laughs> They're boogieing right down into hell.
1: They are because they are so fearful. It doesn't have any faith. Uh, this is amazing, um, genealogy. G- genealogy genealogy. an amazing genealogy.
0: Genealogy. Genealogy. Yeah, genealogy for an idea, right? I mean, it's a literal genealogy. It's a genealogical fact that we are the Israelites. We Caucasian people are the Israelites of the Bible. Period. Yes. And no one has ex- ever been able to refute it. Okay. No.
1: An expanse of 4,000 years in which, particularly, every idea that mankind started out with has been changed. Yet, this idea, this truth, survived.
0: It's, it yes. survives here, <laughs> right? Okay, we're keeping this alive.
1: Yes, because it's true. It is, mm-hmm. divine. It, is God. it is God's will. It is his chosen people. We are his vehicle. And Amen. And we use for his work. So then we have to be in good shape also. We can do his work. Right. Yeah. Stuff like this.
0: Yeah. Eat right. Eat right. Exercise. You know. Keep your body healthy. Because if your body's not healthy, you can't preach the word.
1: Exactly. That's a temple. Because it's our temple, and we should take care of the temple. so The Holy Spirit can dwell in us.
0: Yes. Yeah, if, you, if you're drinking too much alcohol or if you're high on cocaine and blah, 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 you, you know the story. I don't have to go into great detail. But the addictions our people are subject to are a major stumbling block to you know, this message. You know, if you're lying in the gutter, <laughs> drunk or passed out, or if your uh, nose and brain have been dissolved by cocaine, well, you know, uh, not much hope for you. No, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. You need to
1: realize you are drunk.
0: Yes. You can get out of it. Amen.
1: Okay, so here's a topic I think, Hila, that you and me have been speaking a lot about. The marks of 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 the marks of identity. I don't know, should we continue with this or do we yeah. jump over it to find, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, let's go through this because uh, the, the marks are very important. Let's see how he deals with the subject here.
1: Yes. Um, is there an uh, outer living, visible um, counterpart in history of this truth, which is in the Bible. We think so because the scriptures are full of the marks by which we may identify the appointed race, which has chosen for service, which was chosen for service. Note the marks and then match them with the people they fit. Yeah, that sounds like a a logical way to determine who they are.
0: Yeah, well, that's what Sherlock Holmes would do, (laughs) right? (laughs) Yeah, too bad Sherlock Holmes didn't study the Bible.
1: No, but this is exactly what we should. This is exactly what you do. But then also you need to know history. This is not just the Bible. You need to have the secular history to see to see if the if the map confirms the what I say. The if they are conforming with each other. You have to see if the yeah, if the different um, yeah. I lost my mind. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay, Uh, the chosen race will be found believing in the living God of Israel. Uh, Take a globe of the world and mark where this faith in God is held. You will find very decisive boundary lines defining the peoples of whom you are a part. The chosen race will have the scriptures among Anglo-Saxons and kindred people. The Bible is the people's book. In other nations where the scriptures exist at all it is the church book. There is a very great difference. 9 of the Bible in the world come from British and American Bible societies. In Anglo-Saxon the kindred lands, the Sabbath, is a day of worship and rest established by law. And this is from Exodus 31, 13. There is a vast difference between the Continental Sunday and the Anglo-Saxon Sabbath. In some European countries, governmental elections are held on Sunday. The chosen race was to be a missionary race giving the scriptures to the peoples of the earth of all the relig- religious, medical and edu- educational missionaries of the... Oh, let's see, now I have to zoom in.
0: Okay, uh, let's see. um, Oh, yeah, give... Oh, right, uh, yeah.
1: 95% have um, been sent out and supported by Great Britain and United States. They do not necessarily preach a church system. They disseminate the liberating scriptures. The chosen race has from of old headed the ex, exhortation of the prophet. And quote, prepare ye the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God, end quote.
0: Exhortation, that's a loud proclamation, or loud statement. <laughs> yeah, we need to shout it from the rooftops.
1: Yeah, and this, mm-hmm. I guess, this... When they say it is a desert, that could be the desert of uh, yeah. If you're if you're not in the world in the word in the scriptures, you are in a desert because mm-hmm. you are you are you're void. You don't have the the living word within you. You don't have the living water within you. So you are in a desert.
0: Yeah, you might have an emotional high like many of the Judeo Christians do, but uh, it's 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 a drug. <laughs> it's just another drug, right? Because it's not true. You know, if you're not teaching the truth, you can't possibly, uh, you know, be quote unquote saved, as they they like to put it. Okay, we're 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 preparing ourselves for the kingdom, and their their vision of salvation is totally different. They, they think that they're gonna when they die, they're gonna go to heaven, and who knows what happens to them in the heaven. But uh, the Bible talks about the kingdom; it doesn't talk about heaven so much.
1: No, we go to we go to sleep when we die. heaven. Right. The- <laughs>
0: yeah. yeah.
1: Okay. Uh, okay. They formed the living highway along with Jesus Christ, traveling across Europe to Britain and America. The Apostle Paul followed their trail. Our shortcomings as a nation are many. We sin in grievous ways. Yet one half of the Sunday school attendance of the world is in these seemingly careless United States, and most of the other half is in other Anglo-Saxon land and these are just a few of the marks of a people who are to be compelled by divine pressure to do God's work in the world they are the identifications tags by which we may know this people yeah and that pressure when it starts to draw you you can't mm-hmm. resist it right he will have his ways. He has. He knows your button. He will push on them, and he will get what he
0: want. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is a button pusher. <laughs> okay.
1: Uh, he knows what to do. To get That's to where right. He wants. Yeah. It's like this. The silversmith, smith, you know. He is the silversmith that will put on pressure or uh, trials yeah. to get off the cross from us.
0: Right. Try, try it in the fire. Yeah. We will. We will be purified in the fire. It's happening as we speak, and the fire, the heat is being turned up, folks. <laughs> it's turning up.
1: Yes. So, the chosen race was to offer a uh, um, haven to the strangers, the oppressed, and the refuge of the world. Have not the gates of Anglo Saxon lands always been open gates of mercy? The political or religious refuge has always fled to Br- Britain or America. Our own nation doors have been opened to the multitude of the earth.
0: Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> right. But it's a fact. What he's saying is absolutely true.
1: Yeah. But it's
0: contraheir with God's law that we should mm-hmm. live separate. Right.
1: The chosen race was to abolish slavery. Britain did this in 1834. The United States in 1863. The economic liberation of mankind is the next step on the agenda of the ages.
0: Yeah, that's taking a long time. <laughs> right? And that won't be accomplished until Mystery Babylon burns.
1: Yeah, unfortunately the mm-hmm. rock came in, came in before that, so he is in the way of this. That's right. In this great trek, the chosen race was to move north and west of Palestine, and this is Isaiah 49.12, yeah, north and west, that is Europe and America. Mm -hmm. This is rather strange when you consider it, for Semitic peoples had a tendency to look east and south, yet these ancient scriptures pointed towards the cold north and the unknown west. Precisely the place where we now find this race to be. Yeah, I'm in the cold north, and you is in the
0: <laughs> yeah. unknown. The, the, the cool west <laughs> at the moment, right? Yeah, but
1: here it's hot north
0: though. <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> so the chosen race was to be a separate people, not um, coalescing with other races. They uh, swallow up peoples, but are not swallowed by them. This was Napoleon's complaint against the Anglo-Saxons, and is the world's complaint to today. But it was written of the old that, quote, the people shall dwell alone, end quote. Amen. Yes, and that's Numbers 23, 9, and there it is, we should dwell alone. Mm-hmm.
0: Now, of course, this was written before the Rothschilds used the gambit of uh, flooding our nations with non-white immigrants. Okay, and uh, so uh, he—I don't think he had any idea of the prophecy in uh, Revelation 12 of verse 15, where it says the dragon will uh, uh, open his mouth and uh, put forth a flood to destroy Israel. Okay, uh, he probably didn't experience that, and so he couldn't, uh, he couldn't realize what that prophecy meant. Back to you.
1: Yeah, but we are realizing it just today.
0: hmm mm-hmm.
1: So, the chosen race was become a great people and a company of nations. Two branches of governmental power foretold in Jacob's time. The one fulfilled in the American Republic, and the other in the British Commonwealth of Nations. And that is Genesis 48:19. They were to inherit the desolate heritage of the earth. And that is Isaiah 49, 49 8. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we are at the heading called A People Searching For Itself. So, strange as it seems, an outstanding mark of identity was to be that. The chosen race was to lose the knowledge of its identity until the late latter days. Was ever a more crucious uh, spectacle seen in this world than a people searching for itself?
0: Curious spectacle. How, how, How can an entire people not know who they are? Crazy.
1: Yes, it is. And look also among white people. How many is looking what to say? I know this new age maybe, looking who you are, searching for yourself. And a lot of white people are confused.
0: Right. Totally confused.
1: Yes. So the churches and their scholars and historians and the archaeologists have searched and inquired and hunted for this great people of Bible prophecy, which was Quote, "lost" and "a people searching for itself. How striking is this fulfillment of a score of prophecies. The Lord made this um, pronouncements throughout the prophet Isaiah. And "I will uh, bring a uh, blind the blind by way that they knew not. I will lead them in paths that they have not known." I will make darkness light before them and crooked things straight. These things will I do unto ont- them, and nor forsake them, end quote.
0: Okay, he's talking about uh, leading our people through the Caucasus Mountains into Europe.
1: Yes. Um, the command is given, and this is, and quote, Bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears, End quote. That is Isaiah 43.8. People are exhorted. So, quote, look unto Abraham, your father, and unto Sarah, that bear you. For I called him alone, and blessed him, and in increased him. End quote.
0: Okay, and uh, of course, this re- uh, reference back to our great-great-great-great-great-grandparents, okay? But the Jews do not maintain and never have had a pure genealogical uh, you know, DNA. They've always intermarried with other races. And so, the, and of course, since they're Edomites and Canaanites and Kenites, and because Esau rejected his birthright, those Jews do not have the genealogy of Israel, period. They simply do not have it. If they have any, it's a very, very small amount that they got through Esau because he was, he was a son of Isaac, but he married into the Hittite people, and he lived with them for the rest of his days, and those Hittite people are today known as Jews, okay? And they intermarry with other races constantly, so there's no possibility of Jews having a pure line of descent. Back to you.
1: Yeah, and I guess also they are much of Japhethite because of their mixture with him.
0: Right, yeah, and uh, the the Ashkenazi Jews, yes. Yes, so there I guess they got a big portion of the white blood also. Right, yeah, about a third, a third or less, because uh, when they intermarry among themselves and among other peoples, uh, especially blacks, Latinos, and what what have you, the, whatever white blood they have gets continuously diluted. But at the same time, Jewish men prefer to wear, wear, sorry, marry white women. And therefore, they get an infusion of white blood you know, with, with these intermarriages. And of course, the way that the Jews want to destroy us is through racial admixture. That's the only way they can destroy our genealogy, our DNA. And of course, the mRNA shot will destroy our DNA also. But that is designed to kill us uh, within, you know, either immediate or or within three years. So, again, it's a kill shot. They're trying to destroy us with these drugs. So, uh, our only antidote is truth, okay? Uh, We have to have the truth, know who we are, and reject any uh, changes to our DNA. Back to you.
1: Yes. And that's also searching for the truth. Now you're saying it. Oh, Mm -hmm. Jesus is... Is truth and loves everybody that won't help you because it doesn't. Search the truth. Right?
0: Yeah, it doesn't prevent a shot from killing you. All right, which most that, people are taking, you know, out of ignorance.
1: Yes, because they didn't li- receive the love for the truth.
0: Amen. Now they will
1: come. So, in the later days, the veil is to be removed from our eyes, and we are to discover who we who we are. That is now coming to pass. Yes and that is what we are you know, like mm-hmm. trying to do here to yeah. get our understand
0: it. Right. It's very interesting that the white nationalists are more and more gravitating to the Christian identity movement. Uh, I'm getting a more frequent contacts from white nationalists uh, who express an interest in Christian identity. Uh, even people who believe in flat earth uh, because they're conspiracy theorists, they believe in flat earth, and they, they find, eventually find Christian identity, right? Because we are the ultimate conspiratologists, right? And uh, uh, even that gravitates uh, white people to our movement, you know. So it's very interesting. One way or another, they're being attracted to Christian identity, and of course, the ones who have no uh, let's see aptitude or intention of uh, maintaining racial purity uh, will never uh, gravitate to Christian identity, right? They just won't because they're, they're uh, you know, totally deluded by the uh, Kumbaya version of Christianity.
1: Yes, they are. Okay. Let us free our mind of all misconceptions concerning this truth. Glorious as it is, inspiring us as it does, with with a sense of God at work today, even as he worked in Bible times. It leaves no ground for human boastfulness. This is God's glory, not man's. To be of the chosen people provides no uh, stimulus for human pride. Uh, contraher to the Edomites because they are very prideful, I would say. That's
0: right. Well, yeah, they're su- totally supremacist. They, they believe they can lord it over us because they're, quote, they're God's chosen people, unquote.
1: Yeah, but we have never been like that. Never. No. No. We are very humble. Yeah. It, bow- it bows us to the dust to know how sadly in our ignorance and our sin we have uh, dishonored God's purposes in us. The fact of a chosen people is a source of solemn joy, but its implications drive us to our knees, asking for mercy, and to the Scriptures, searching for greater light. Amen.
0: Well, I can say, that the people I've met, and in my own case as well, that once you learn this truth, uh, it does humble you. It, does, it doesn't create a sense of supremacism because we see how miserably we have failed in carrying out our mission, right? So that's very humbling, folks. So we are not supremacists in that sense. In fact, uh, a true identi- identian will admit the failures of the people of Israel, contrary to the Jews who say today they can do no wrong.
1: Yeah, sure. Right. And that they're consulting Yahweh when they are doing a decision.
0: Uh, yes, they're insulting Yahweh. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And blaming us for everything they do wrong.
1: Yeah, but that's their chutzpah.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> All right. So, uh, chapter two, uh, let's begin. We've got about 20 minutes left. So, uh, yeah, let's uh, get into chapter 2, and we'll see how many uh, sections we can read from this uh, next week. All right, back to you.
1: Okay, so, Israel as two nations, and I get get that is the nation of Judah and Israel, if I'm guessing. Yes. Um, The fact of a chosen people is a basic scriptural truth. In Srinik, in in. Uh, twin tr- trinistic
0: intrinsic in
1: part.
0: intrinsic Intr- yeah you he's l- using a lot of words you're not familiar with <laughs> so yeah, yeah. i pardon
1: them for my my butchering words and make them sounds like they're not so yeah, good
0: right. yeah well he's a, a, he was a, a writer a editor of a newspaper so but nevertheless uh, you know, uh, he he uses words that are familiar to most you know english speakers but uh, if you're if you're not a regular English speaker or reader or writer, some of these words would be unfamiliar to you. Okay.
1: Yes, good learning for me too to learn mm-hmm. the English.
0: Yes.
1: In Chronicles and the Laws, in Psalm and prophecy, in Gospel, Epistle, and Apocalypse, it begins with Abraham and survived all the generations of his descendants. As recorded in the scriptures, until the canon of the books were closed. Yeah, but they are the canon that they are closed. They are they are leaving out a lot of uh, apocalypse, for example. Right. So they yeah. are, cannot regard us as this, all of it.
0: Right. Even the Dead Sea Scrolls are part of our literature. Okay, they fully preserved the Book of Isaiah. That's the only one that's fully preserved in the uh, Dead Sea Scrolls. But they confirm everything he's teaching here. Okay. Yes. That the covenant message was uh, alive among the Essenes who preserved the, those texts.
1: Yes. So we established the fact that the character of a chosen people was applied to the descendants of Abraham, who afterward became the nation of Israel. Now, let us trace. As briefly and clearly as we can the history of the nation as it appears in the Bible and as it flows onward out of the Bible record into the esteem of what we call secular history. Of course I do not wholly accept the divisions of history into that which is sacred and that which is secular. We all agree that there is a difference in the quality of the written history uh, which these terms describe. But the greater part of history transpired and is uh, transpiring without any written record at all, either sacred or secular. It is all one. The living stream of history flows so um, copiously above and beneath and around the record that most of it escapes. Written history is like trying to catch the rain in a glass tube. You will doubtless catch some drops, but the rain will escape you. That's a beautiful way to saying it.
0: That's right. Uh, Beautiful metaphor. But the race survives throughout history, but because, as he just mentioned in the previous chapter, we have forgotten who we are, then the rain escapes. You only catch a snippet here and there. Unless you come into identity, then you get the latter rain.
1: Oh, yeah. So, there is a secular record of history running parallel with what we call the sacred history of the Bible. We read it in the records and in the monuments of the nations, which we are digging up every day, so that we are able to compare these two types of history, and this is what we find. Sacred history is more reliable than, sec- um, than secular. The reasons being that secular history, um, especially in the times we are considering, was written, see, largely for the glory of man, and shamelessly conceals many shameful facts, whereas sacred history has no such purpose, and need not diminish its facts regarding events or individuals. Jacob was a cheater. No, Most that's
0: the, yeah, that's not true.
1: No, it's not true. No. It did some uh,
0: Jewish uh, invention. Right, yeah. So even he has a little bit of Jewish uh, ideology. <laughs> right, yeah. It was his, Jacob's mother, Rebecca, asked him to... Impersonate Esau. He objected to it, and she told, "Okay, don't you worry. I will take full responsibility. Do it, <laughs> okay?" Uh, he was a good boy. He he obeyed his mother, right? And he didn't despise his birthright as Esau did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, did yeah. he didn't cheat. He didn't cheat Esau out of his birth. J, uh, Esau despised it. It's not Jacob's yeah. fault that Esau despised his birthright.
1: Yeah, he whored around with a lot of other other Canaanite women, mm-hmm. and he shot the head off. Uh, who what, Neb, what was the name of the king that he he shot off oh, the head? Oh right, of.
0: yeah, he executed uh, one of our uh, you know, one of our leaders. Yeah, mm-hmm. yes. Uh,
1: Moses was involved in manslaughter. David was guilty of a heinous he sin. Peter was a liar. The Bible is not concerned to conceal a single shocking fact. It tells the truth about its heroes in a way secular history dare not. It can do this because the human fact is not the history. The true story of the world is the story of God working in the world, and that is the Bible story.
0: Yeah, or in other words, uh, secular history is bragging. Bragging uh, 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 by the victors, uh, where the Bible tells every every part of the story, the the good and the the bad, the ugly, and the uh, deplorable. (laughs) All right, we have become the deplorables today.
1: Yeah, and that is maybe so hard for people to hear, that it is not just um, tinkling the airs. So it tells uh, also the bad that we are doing, because that is what so with the Bible, with the Scripture, when you read it, that it also tells about the sins of Israel. Amen. And what happens if we does not follow it? Then we get punished.
0: Yeah. But today's Jews can do no wrong. Somehow they have stopped sinning according to themselves.
1: <laughs> or they are yeah. twisted. The laws to fit their father, the Satan's law.
0: That's right.
1: So then they does not sin in their mind.
0: Exactly. Well, they know they're sinners, but they, they, they pretend otherwise. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. So the mind of history, the story of God's work in the structure of the earth, we called geology. Geology. <laughs>
0: Geology, right? Yeah, and uh, I was yeah the, because he's talking about archaeology archeolo- and geology and that record of science. Uh, when you study it carefully enough, reveals who we are.
1: It does, and I guess and, uh, Ron right. Ron Fifth is one of those great archaeologicals that found the, the real place of Mount Sinai where mm-hmm. we over the Red Sea, and he also found. Wheels and spokes from the carrots that was hunting them, the Egyptians.
0: Right. Yeah. Archaeology is archaeology verifies the Bible constantly, constantly. Yeah.
1: Same as Noah's Ark, he found that well as well. That's right. Was a great, great guy, very humble guy
0: also. Yeah, and he's he's uh, uh, criticized and uh, name called constantly. Why? Well, because the Jews don't like the fact that, uh, well, if, if you really take it to its uh, logical extreme, it verifies the Old Testament, but you can't help uh, but understand if when the prophecies come into play, as he's talking about here, you can't help but identify the true Israelites, okay? And uh, you know when uh, he was uh, doing archaeology in Israel, he was a Seventh-day Adventist, and he, uh, you know, he believed that the Jews were Israel. But toward the end of his life, he began to realize that the Jews were his enemy and they were behind all the slurs and the name-calling and all that. So he began to wake up toward the end of his life.
1: Yeah, he, he was. and then unfortunately, I guess, I read that the, unfortunately, Swe- he called this Swedish professor from the Karolinsk Institute, did steal his work and didn't contribute anything to his, that he did all the findings.
0: Right. Yeah, everybody's that- taking credit for what he did. And then they and then they call him names <laughs> after stealing his work. <laughs> I know how that feels, <laughs> right? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's happened to you too, I guess. With maybe yeah. your articles, and your book, and but it's clearly your work.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, the, the the studies I did on the book of on mystery of Babylon are repeated by many people, and then then they call me a Jew after repeating my work, <laughs> right? Anyway, back to you.
1: Yeah, okay. The story of God's work in the organization of living forms we call biology. In the scripture, we have the story of God's work in the higher fields of living men and nations. Embedded in the strata of scriptures, we find the mind of history the hand of the crater, just as in the ancient rocks. We find the footprints of the, oh, sorry, we find, quote, the footprints of the crater, end quote.
0: And the footprints of Israel, true Israel.
1: Yes, yeah, that's what you will find when you start doing it. And I guess mm-hmm. if they try to shut us down, the stones will cry out, exactly as Ron has verified, because he has, the stone will cry out.
0: Amen. It's called archaeology, yes.
1: Yes, our Bible is a small section of human history seen in a special light. It is a, a very small segment of the total human history, with a window let into it. That section comprises the origin, organization and dispersion of Israel and the coming of the gospel. Just the restricted portion of the flowing human history and through the window Of the scriptures, we are able to see God at work in history. The overtones, the underlying cause and significance, which secular history omits. Yeah, they they doesn't they want to attribute to um, yeah to atheism to that it is some kind of call that those that um, ah I forgot the words ah ah this
0: could happen. <laughs> uh, right.
1: Oh, it will come back.
0: Yes. Uh, okay.
1: The evolution. That evolution is happening,
0: but it right. never
1: shown, and
0: it would happen. Yeah. Uh, no proof of it whatsoever. Right. Yeah. Yeah. How, uh, for example, how would a a, a a a fish breathing through gills suddenly change by pure accident into a, uh, having lungs that breathe air on land? okay? Well, even the flying fish that jump out of the water, they don't have lungs. They just, uh, you know, um, do without oxygen for a brief second or two while they're, you know, flying through the air and then go back into the water. But the whales and porpoises, not porpoises, porpoises are actually fish. (laughs) Uh, But the, uh, oh, what are they called? Now, it's catching. (laughs) Right? The, uh, the, the animals, uh, water animals, is, are, are displayed in all of the uh, shows. You know, the aquarium shows. You know, they have they have lungs and they breathe through a, a hole in the top of their skull. Okay, they breathe. They come up to breathe air, so they have lungs. But you know, it, it's not it's not both. There's no example of a, a water creature that has both and could breathe both uh, with lungs and with gills. That's a major change in physiology that no, uh, you know, no uh, evolution theorist has ever explained how that could possibly happen. All right?
1: Yes, okay. those that do the diligent research in this, they turn out to realize that God is true because uh, uh, the dust does. Uh, I mean, for example, DNA. It is mm-hmm. the fingerprint of God in it.
0: Amen. And that's yes. what they're trying to destroy. This is their last chance to destroy us through our DNA. That's why people must resist the shot. You, our people must resist the shot.
1: Yes. Um, what we see there pre- prevents us ev- evermore from reading history in the secular light. After our vision through that window, we, we evermore see God in his history. And that window is the Bible. It shows us as Elisha showed his servant, and this is from Second Kings 6.17, the invisible host that make up the other half, the mm-hmm. divine half of our human history. Yes. Now, as the pivot, um, pivot of this biblical history, we have the nation of Israel comprised of 13 tribes after Joseph's portion was given to Ephraim and Manasseh. This is from Genesis 48 and 49. It began to take form in Egypt, and then the people emigrated from Egypt, partly because of taxation problems. Our peoples have always done that.
0: Yes. Um, Dolph is the correct word. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, there's... There's water-born mammals. They're not fish, okay? They, they're air-breathing mammals that live in in the sea. Completely different category from fish that breathe through gills. Back to you. Sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah, never, They can never stop start to walking on on land Right. And yeah. And humans. we are not yeah. monkeys. Those are <laughs> right.
0: myths. It's exactly as Genesis says. Those creatures that live in the sea, namely the fish. Uh, were a separate creation, then the mammals and then the, uh, uh, of the sea who breathe air and have lungs and uh, are land walking animals, beasts of the field, beasts of the earth, and of course, atomites were created later. Okay? And uh, there's no way to convert one into the other. It's, yeah, it's an absurd idea. Okay?
1: Could that also be an idea? Why they say that's the fish that crawl upon the earth? Because right. they want to move God?
0: Yeah, there are there are some mud uh, mud uh, I think they're called mudfish. They can crawl out of the water but they they can't survive uh, in uh, in dry air. They they have to live in mud, okay? How they can breathe in mud is beyond me but they do. <laughs> okay. okay. All okay. right, so and spoiler says uh Wikipedia says that mudskippers can also absorb oxygen from the lining of their mouth and throat, but no lungs, just gills. Okay? So, uh, yeah. there have Thank been you. three... Thank you. Okay.
1: There have Good. been three major historical movements, three breakaways of Israel. And in each case, the imminent occasions was taxation. First, when Israel came out of Egypt on account of the heavy labor... Labor is of Pharaoh, and this is from Exodus 6, 5, and 9. Second, when Israel um, um, ceded from Judah because of the labor tax enforced by King Solomon, which Solomon's successor refused to relieve, 1 mm-hmm. Kings 12, 14, and 16.
0: Yes, and we're still fighting against taxation as we speak, right? Okay, yeah, so uh, a very well-written, uh, uh, although he um, a, a very extensively documented from Scripture, his outstanding book, The Covenant People, by William Cameron, who was uh, the editor of the Dearborn Independent under Henry Ford, uh, He is basically the one who created the separation between British Israel and Christian identity in America by proclaiming that the Jews are not Israel, not of the house of Judah, not of the tribe of Judah, and we cannot pretend that they are. All right? So we'll continue with this next week. Thanks for your narration, Michael Swede, and we'll pick this up again next week, okay?
1: Okay. Y'all best to you all, listeners, and to you,
0: Eli. Likewise. To, to you, Michael, and to all the listeners and to the uh, Caucasian people everywhere, we just pray that you awake and uh, re- realize who you really are. Thanks. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.